Podcast Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday here. Conference championship weekend was apparently awesome. Very awesome. Awesome for you. You got a nice yes. little surprise there. Playoff is set. Georgia one, Michigan two, TCU three, and Connor, your Ohio State Buckeyes slide into that four spot. <sighs> I'm nervous as shit. Were you were you nervous during the uh presentation at all? Or were you pretty much like, ah, it's it's a wrap? I mean, like, me being the person that I am, of course, I was thinking negative thoughts. But I was, I was very interested to see if we, if they were just immediately going to do the rematch in the first round, or see if they get in the national championship and just put us up against Georgia. But yeah, I was like, I was sitting on the edge of my seat, like, waiting for that fourth team after I saw TCU at three. I was like, there's no way they could jump Bama over us or, like, the thought of my, in my head that it was USC at four, which I couldn't I couldn't be mad at that, really. It, I'd be more pissed off if it was Bama jumping us, but, I mean, I'm happy. But then I look across the board and see who the fuck I got to play in the first matchup. Oh, God. I mean. Yeah, we'll get into those games in a little bit. Let's start with the reason you guys are even in the playoff. Utah beats USC 47-24. The Utes do it again, back-to-back times. The old saying that people say, don't let Lincoln see your defense twice, doesn't matter. Um. So I'm not sure. Did you go on like Instagram or anything like seeing some of our friends post? There were a lot of people that were post like had pictures of the Utah symbol, but with the block O in there because everybody's pulling for Utah before the game. Mm. And wow, I mean, it, I don't know where to begin with this because. Like, it was a great game to start, but then after half, Utah was just able to dominate. But a lot of that was because Caleb was dinged up like crazy. I mean, you saw the blood on his hands, uh, him just limping around on and off the field. And his legs, he couldn't couldn't be as effective with his legs as he normally was. I will say, though... I think that Caleb deserves the Heisman despite what happened in this game. And I think ultimately that's what's going to end up happening is Caleb's going to Oh, yeah, he's a very, very, very heavy favorite. Yeah, so the weird thing about this game is, like, Caleb's dinged up. You obviously know that you can't use his legs as much. But, man, there were a lot of times it seemed like the wide receivers disappeared. Like, there were a lot of times I was like, where the fuck's Jordan Addison? I forget what his stat line, but I think he only had, like, five catches and only, like, one big play. So, yeah, I mean, credit to Utah's defense. I mean, 
they were able to the secondary were was able to keep most of those wide receivers in check and able to sack Caleb seven times. And I mean, typical bully ball to end the game. USC could not stop the run like at all. That's why this game, like the score looks as big of a blowout as it was, was because Utah was just able to pour it on with the run game and USC's defense. I mean, we kind of all knew that this was going to be USC's kryptonite, but we all thought it was going to be at least in the playoff. But I mean, that defense needs a lot of work. I mean, credit to what USC did this season. You probably have the Heisman Trophy winner. But, man, that defense needs a lot of work. Man, it's something you kind of talked about the entire season, too, is the trust with USC always came down to, like, we'll always have faith in the offense. Mm -hmm. But that defense was what ultimately is going to hold them back. And with the two losses to Utah, that's what ultimately left them out of the playoff. Yeah. I don't – I'm also, like, yeah – I see some people's points as saying you can't penalize them for making it to the conference championship game. Well, if the Big Ten did what the Pac-12 did, Ohio State would be playing at the conference championship. Yeah, they'd be having the rematch with Michigan and ultimately deciding probably who makes that last spot. So, like, I I don't really like that argument. Um, Ohio State's a better team than USC. They deserve to be in the playoff. I don't even like to say that, but the... Like, Purdue had no business being in the Big Ten title game. They just happened to be on the weakest side of, yeah, prob- I mean, of almost any I mean, conference. The, the East could have put two, could have put three teams into that championship before a West team, and I don't even know who's at four on the East. I'm pretty Maryland. Sure. Maryland. How much better is Purdue than Maryland? Not that if much. If they are better. Not that much. And Because, I mean, Maryland's 4-5 and five in the Big Ten, but you also had to play Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn yeah, State. Yeah, but even Penn State had yeah. a better record, and their only two losses is were on the east yeah. side. I mean, it's just... It, it, like, I understand everybody's argument. I'm, I got the feeling before the playoff, like, nobody wanted us in. And, I mean, it, it happened. I mean... Maybe if this game was a little bit closer, USC would have more of a case. But, I mean, Utah damn near doubled them up. Yeah, and you lost to the same team twice. I don't like that either. If Now, if USC was undefeated and lost this game, yes, I'd be like, USC is a clear yes. shoe and they should be yes. it. But you already had that one loss to Utah. You couldn't avenge your loss. I think the committee, I mean, the committee got it right. I thought this was one of the least controversial ones. Like, there really wasn't. I mean, the Either way, it was it could have been non-controversial. USC wins that game; they're in. There's yeah, Ohio State has no shot. But because but what ended up happening was USC got its doors blown off. That literally made it open for Ohio State. And did you see Saban politicking all Saturday? Like going on Fox, going on ESPN and everything, trying to politic to get yeah. into the playoff. And just like some of his comments about talking about like the point spread and stuff like that and all the metrics and stuff. When this is a man that has constantly said in interviews like, oh, you can't go off of that shit. Yeah, and I mean, he, he's trying to campaign. For no, I get it because get it. because like. I don't want to take words from somebody that we listen to, but like Bud Elliott said, they wasted Bryce Young. 
Bryce Young did not win a championship as a starting quarterback at Bama. They wasted him this year. Yeah, unfortunately. Like, I get his point with the metrics things. Like, Alabama is still highly higher ranked than Ohio State when it comes to metrics. But at the end of the game, the, um, I've heard people say like this, and I've always thought, then why even play the fucking games? If it's on a computer, why play the games? Mm-hmm. Like, I totally get where he's coming from. You're going to compare. I mean, if Mike Elko was up there for Duke, like, he's going to defend his team and be like, well, we, you know, we beat. I don't know who they beat. Northwestern. Mm-hmm. He's one, like, you know what I mean? Well, and, like, the thing is, we all know that if Alabama was in this playoff, obviously point spreads would be a lot closer than what they are. But also, you had two chances to show us that you deserve to be in here, and you lost. Yeah, it's... like, And the fact that they were ranked ahead of Tennessee didn't make any sense to me either. Like, Tennessee literally beat them. Yeah, I know. I'm almost identical resumes. It's because Alabama's been the powerhouse for... It's because of that script A that they have on the side of their helmet. That's and I don't think you deserve that right. Like, yes, you've dominated college football. What is it, like six titles in how many years? But you don't just get that for, you know, just for – it doesn't carry over from your year the roster's turnover. I'm going to move on here to a game that I know you're going to love. Big ticket cash. What was it, plus 1,600? No, nah, I was wrong. It was plus 12. Nah, I'll still take it. That's Kansas State, yeah. 31, TCU, 28. Back-to-back years that the Big 12 championship comes down to a team going for it on fourth and goal and coming up short from the one-yard line. Like, kind of crazy. Like, obviously, I know Kansas State had to make the field goal, but, like, that, both games, that's what ultimately decided it. But, man, like, I'll get to talking about Kansas State in a second. On the TCU side, Max Duggan played so damn hard like that last drive where he was just absolutely dying able to get the touchdown on that last that game tying drive he ran for 95 yards granted they needed 95 yards to score because i'm pretty sure the ball was in the five Mm. but there were penalties that brought him back and he just kept running and scored the touchdown and then with barely any gas, able to throw the two-point conversion to tie the game. Like, god damn, that kid is something. He's a gamer. He really you know, he is. Reminds me of his more talented Taylor Heineke. They kind of play very, like obviously somebody I watch a lot. Mm-hmm. Like play very, like not the biggest, like not, doesn't really care. Like that guy will take on a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Like shoulder to shoulder, does not care. And will die out there on the field. Now, ultimately for TCU, this came down to that third and goal from the one and fourth and goal from the one. I know it that first, that third and goal looked very, very close. People wondering if he was on top of somebody or something like that. I don't know. Looking, watching the game, I thought he was short. I thought he reached out too late, and I thought he was down. I know there's people like clamoring that oh he he got the touchdown they just didn't review blah 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 but that fourth and goal there he did not get in Mm -hmm. that was a hell of a stop by kansas state but kansas state deserves their defense deserves so much credit for being able to get stops so many times and containing the explosive plays from can uh from tcu there were a couple times they picked on Brent, the cornerback, and he got a couple of defensive pass interference, but then he just 
keeps his head up, gets that pick in the end zone. But man, the, I, there were times that I thought there was the potential that Kansas State could blow TCU out, TCU out in this game. Obviously, there were a couple mistakes like uh, what was it? Brooks end up fumbling a punt when what were they up? They I know they were up significant, but fumbled that TCU ends up scoring. But Kansas State did have a chance to like blow this game out. But a couple of mistakes here, a couple injuries, like to Knowles. But isn't that just what TCU does? Yeah, I mean, fuck. There's so many times where I'm like, this game's over with. I'm about to turn it off. And then they find a fucking way to just claw their way back in there. They do. Um, Deuce Vaughn in space. No, but no, but holy shit. The biggest fucking mismatch from the smallest person in college football. I he snapped he like almost that he might have snapped that guy's ankle. It was bad. Like he is so fucking electrifying. I really, really hope he comes back to school next year. I hope that he does, but man, I'm excited to see like if he does go pro where he could end up. I'll take him. I'll fucking take I'll yeah. fight you for him. Yeah, everybody's gonna be all over that. That he is so explosive and he it's so goddamn powerful. And honestly, like in this NFL where running backs need to have that receiving ability, like I know right now he's projected like third round. I think he could easily move up into the high second round once like he gets to combine and is able to show off his ability. I mean, like it was funny that they were putting up like his stats of like what he could bench, what he could squat and everything like that. Like I've watched Kansas State this whole season. I know this shit, but it's funny, like this is like the first time that they're kind of like on national TV and the, like people are just like kind of finding out about him. I saw like me being on Twitter, I see Bengals Twitter, and Bengals fans were falling in love with this kid, and it's like, dude, I've been wanting this guy since like last season. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, Deuce Vaughn, love that kid to death. Probably my favorite player that does not wear an Ohio State uniform. It definitely is. I mean, you've been telling me about this kid for... Since he was a freshman. Yeah, like he just... Broke on the scene against Oklahoma. All right, awesome. Moving on to some games that really weren't as of high... They weren't as fun. They Power weren't five, as close, but they're still the conference championships. Yeah. Georgia 50, LSU 30. I mean, LSU kind of made a comeback here, but it never for once that I feel like Georgia was ever in any danger. Yeah, Georgia dominated this game. Don't let the score fool you. Like, Georgia went up 35-7 before half, and it was, as like, I think it was 35-10 to because LSU got a last-second field goal. But, like, they, I mean, they just... It's the conference championship. You have national championship aspirations. I don't blame them for taking the foot off the gas a little bit. And honestly, like, Georgia was already getting every bounce in that game. Kind of why they jumped out to that 35-7 to start. Did you see the uh, pick bounce right off the dude's helmet? Yes, I did. This is one of the games I actually had some eyes on. But, and honestly, for LSU, like, Nussmeyer, yeah, he did get some garbage time touchdowns. 15 for 27, 200, I fell in love with that kid. 294 yards, two touchdowns, and I and one INT. A lot of those touchdowns were YOLO touchdowns. I, like, just I love that kid. That kid, 
just has nuts. I mean, because I mean, because at that point though, like, does it really matter? Like, you're doing whatever you can to get back into the football game. Yeah, and I mean, Jaden wasn't fully healthy, and Georgia made it very hard for him to even try to use his legs. Yeah, and if you take away Jaden's, he's not going to wow you through the air. So, yeah, game definitely was nowhere near as close as the score made it out to be. But because like, even when they were like, there was one point where I was like, well. Like, maybe, but then if it just is immediately Georgia walked down the field and scored a touchdown. Exactly. And I was like, that that's it there. Michigan 43, Purdue 22. Kind of the similar thing. I think Purdue made it interesting for a little bit, but I never, at the end of the day, was like, I mean, Michigan's dead. We, we fucking called it. We did. Purdue first half, Michigan second half. I mean, easy money. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Michigan dominated this game. Purdue had to get a little bit tricky to kind of stay in this game, especially in the first quarter. I mean, Michigan drives were, they had 11 drives, one INT, four punts, and six touchdowns. I mean, it was just that easy for them. Uh, Only once did Michigan get past the 50 and not score a touchdown. Six or seven times getting past midfield and didn't score a touchdown. And that was McCarthy kind of doing, like, trying to make something out of nothing. Probably a throw that he shouldn't have made. But, I mean, he still looked pretty good. I hate talking good about them. Uh, I mean, nothing really to say on the Purdue side. Kept it close. But, I mean, Michigan just able to make them second-half adjustments and just pour it on. Yeah, I mean, there's really not much. I mean, Michigan wasn't really going to gain a ton from this game, no matter what. They could have won unless they won like 56 and nothing. Mm-hmm. You let Purdue score any points, it's going to be like, well, Purdue was able to get a couple scores. The game was never really in question. Cash that over. Damn near, Michigan damn near got it themselves. <laughs> Clemson 39, UNC 10. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> DJ gets benched. As we know, he's now in the transfer portal. Connor will be getting into that later. Yes. But I mean, this game completely flipped once they switched to Cade. It was 7 nothing UNC, and then the score ends up 39-10. It just completely flipped. Did you see Mac Brown's comments at all? That they did not prepare for, D- for Cade? Yes. How the fuck do you do that? After what DJ did against South Carolina the week before, how could you not be like ready for Cade to come in? Well, well, he just, I mean, maybe he thought, I mean, if Dabo was dumb enough to stick with him the whole entire season and yeah, honestly last yeah. season, maybe he's like, this guy's just so damn stubborn. He's yeah, I get it, but him. I mean, two immediate three and outs for Clemson and in comes Kate. He looks solid. Yeah, Clemson defense looked very, very good. Yeah, I mean, you know, I had the UNC team total over 27 and... UNC could just not do anything in the red zone whatsoever. I mean, they did score the one touchdown in the red zone, but also had one pick and one turnover on downs. They just kept making so many damn mistakes, and that defense is bad. Very, very bad. Yeah, that's why I don't want to everybody to freak out about Cade being like, you know, the second coming of Trevor Lawrence. Like, you are going against a North Carolina defense. And you're about to go up against a Tennessee defense. They ain't got much. Yeah, so he could also light it up there, and then you know all offseason, well, Kate Klubnick, like, Clemson should be a top-five team. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. 
All right, Connor, run down the rest of the bowl games with your shout-outs here. The last shout-outs, I think, maybe of the year almost. Well, I mean, yeah, you got we'll, bowl get, season, yeah, right? we'll give shout-outs for bowls and stuff like that. But uh, in the f- first game that happened on Friday, Buffalo 23, Akron 22. We were wrong. Yeah, I mean, Buffalo had to battle and got a lucky fumble to score the go-ahead touchdown. And honestly, Akron looked like the team that they had everything to play for. They, I'm pretty sure they jumped out to a 16 nothing lead because Buffalo left some points on the board. But Buffalo still goes bowling, so congrats to them. Akron apparently did have something to play for, pride. Yeah, I guess so. They came out fighting. All right, in the CUSA championship, UTSA 48, North Texas 27. Just cash out one easy. Utter domination by UTSA. Oh, no, you had, so you had UTSA. Yeah. I had the over, and gotcha. it got it got a little sketchy at the end, but that cash that over. But I just want to take a second. Frank Harris is so fucking good. I mean, thirty-two of thirty-seven, three hundred and forty-one yards, four touchdowns. I mean, North Texas was just overmatched, in this and game. got the first coach fired, which was very weird. But I so mean. It's all about money, I guess. All right, in the MAC championship, cash that Toledo championship ticket. Toledo 17, Ohio 7. Complete fucking opposite of what I thought this game was going to be. It was a defensive, ugly-ass game, and I watched every fucking minute of it. That's the MAC for you, though. In this game, we had 22 drives, both teams. 10 punts, four of them ended on downs. Three touchdown drives, two of which that were two drives that were to end the game and half. One field goal, one missed field goal, one INT. Mac football. Yeah, Mac action. All right. New Mexico State, 65, Valparaiso, three. Like we fucking said, whatever the number is, lay it. It got up to like 32 and a half is the last I saw it. <laughs> fucking two, insane. Two, but not even chance. Like, that feel I feel kind of bad. Like your season was over. You didn't have to schedule it. But uh New Mexico State, sixteen drives, nine touchdowns, three punts, two drives to end the game and the half, one field goal and one fumble. Just domination. That that's definitely getting to that's got got them six ones, correct? Yeah, that got them bowl eligible. I, and I think what. that's the first time I saw something about it. The first time they were going bowling since seventeen. Not too bad. Yeah. But before that, I mean, that's only their second time going bowling since 2002. Yeah, so, good. in rare territory here. Good for their football program. Yep, they will be in the... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the basketball program might it be took, a shambles. It took a minute. <laughs> um, and they're joining, I believe it's Conference USA next year. I can't uh, Yeah, it's con- I'm, per- I'm 99% sure it's Conference USA next year, so. Well, way to go. Bowl eligible. Good, because your basketball worker might be God done. Damn. All right. Troy, 45, or I should say, in the Sun Belt Championship, Troy, 45, Coastal, 28. Troy jumped out to a 31-7 to lead before the half and just coasted. Grayson McCall did play. It didn't matter. Yeah, I said too many points. I had the under 48. Oh God! Yeah, well, the fucking t- Troy damn near got it themselves. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I, I had the, I said too many points. I thought the coastal pedigree was there. 
No, shout out to Troy though. Troy had a really, really good season. Yeah, and they Not have somebody that was they have a great bowl game. One of my favorite bowl games. You get into that later. Well, I fucking left my sheet, so we might have to save that for Friday or Thursday's episode. Yeah, Talk. we can do that Thursday. Yeah, totally fine. Uh, in the American Championship, Tulane forty-five, UCF twenty-eight. I mean, QB issues doom UCF in this game. Plumley plays, gets hurt, have to go to uh, the freshman Castellanos, have to go back to him. Just yeah, and not, they could not stop Tulane from having an explosive no, plays. No, God no. It was explosive. What a explosive play. What a game by Pratt. He's such a fucking dude. Hell of a game from him. In the Mountain West Championship, Fresno State 28, Boise State 16. I mean, Jake Hayner made a lot of great plays at the right time in this game in a very defensive game. And Boise State just struggled to move the ball. But with Taylor Green, future is bright for Boise State, assuming he doesn't hit the portal for some reason. <laughs> yeah, nobody's safe from the portal. Very true. All right, do you want to get into transfers, or do you want to talk about coaches, or do you want to talk about players first? Doesn't matter. Hit me with um, hit me with the players. All right. Because so, we kind of already touched a little bit on the coaches from what happened so far. I'll save the transfers for last. So we had a couple of people announce that they're going to be going, making the jump to the draft. Uh, just a couple, like there's maybe some people that I may have missed, but of the ones that I really saw uh, – West Virginia wide receiver Bryce Ford Wheaton, Will Levis, obviously we saw that coming. Uh, Zay Flowers, which I was surprised that he even announced that he was like going pro. I it was like kind of a foregone conclusion in my opinion. Uh, Penn State stud cornerback Joey Porter Jr. I have a feeling he's just gonna get drafted by the Steelers. No, better not be. I have my eyes all over him. I mean, he's such, he's such a good corner. Uh, Anthony Richardson making the jump to the pros. I mean, same I do not blame this kid. Like, go. It's the same with it's same with him. Will Levis. Exactly. You can only hurt your stock coming back to school. And one that hurt me just because he got announced that he was going to be out of the playoff. But JSN making the jump to the pros. I do not blame him. He owes us nothing. I know Go Ohio beat. State fans were really out there holding out hope, but I mean, from the outside, everybody kind of saw this coming. Go be great, Jackson. Uh, and he will be. So, a couple of uh, players that I just want to hit on that have decided to come back. One that shocked the absolute shit out of me, Michael Penix is coming back. I cannot wait. That Washington team is going to definitely be a contender in the Pac-12 with him back. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh Kayshawn Booty, the LSU wide receiver, is going to be coming back. And also, one close to my heart, Jordan Travis coming back to FSU. I mean, we kind of discussed it a little bit, but I'm so happy he decided to make the decision to come back. Like we talked about, Florida State might, could possibly, won't be the betting favorite, but will be one of our favorites to win the ACC next year. So if you've been paying attention to Twitter at all, you probably know the floodgates are open yesterday in the transfer portal my phone was blowing the fuck up i had notifications on a lot of college football people that i respect that will i know will be breaking transfer news and my phone was going off crazy 
Oh, no. There's so, like, I have a list in like a half of players that I've seen that have hit the whole portal. I want to ask you real quick is it similar to, so when the season concludes in basketball, I always turn on verbal commits to get all the transfers. Mm-hmm. And I could be doing something at work, and 15 minutes goes by, and I come back, and there's like seven updates. Yeah. Seven different players. Have yeah. Important. It was literally like that. I had. Uh, there's a, now, there's a lot I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. Like the 10th guy on the bench at Binghamton. Yeah. Into the portal. I don't know who that is. Yeah. But then, like, every once in a while, you just slide through. And you're like, holy shit. Yeah. So, just, I'm going to hit on, we'll hit on the two people that entered the portal and have already made their decision. And that's Cade McNamara, the Michigan quarterback, has decided to play Iowa. Very fucking interesting because I think this was, this was right before the Big Ten Championship, wasn't mm-hmm. it? I don't think Cade, by any means, is, like, going to blow you away. But, I mean, anything's an upgrade there right now. I think that it, like he's double of what Spencer oh, yeah. Petrus is. All right, and probably not as good of a singer. No, but I mean, doesn't win you football games. No, no, it does not. Uh one that kind of hurt me a little bit. Phil Jerkovich hit the portal and has already decided to go to Pitt. And Connor, you don't like it. I don't know how I feel about it, but I mean, considering he has kind of no competition, because Keaton Slovis hit the portal. Guess we'll uh, just touch on some of the quarterbacks because obviously that's the biggest part is so many damn quarterbacks ended up hitting the portal. You already talked about DJ hitting the portal. ACC was ACC quarterbacks were flooding the transfer portal. You had DJ end up hitting the portal. We talked about Phil Djokovic. Brandon Armstrong hit the portal. Uh, Keaton Slovis hit the portal. Uh, da, 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 da. Devin Leary hit the portal. Oh, yeah. Devin. Well, I was saving him for last. Oh, I was sorry. trying to make sure there was no. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. Devin Leary hits the portal. Kind of hurts me for NC State. We'll have loved to have seen him come back, but I think he he's going to get a lot of people hitting him up to come. I know one of the names that I heard on uh, Chris Hummer end up in that, saying Notre Dame. Yeah, I heard Notre Dame in Illinois. Yeah, and there. So when we were talking earlier, we were talking about you said JT to Mizzou, right? When I told you JT Daniels hit the portal when we were. Yeah, at I was just yelling teams, but. So funny thing about it, you hit a quarterback that has a connection to Mizzou. Devin Leary does have a connection to Eli when Eli was the offensive coordinator at NC State. So maybe. Yep landing spot there but i think he's gonna get calls from every you know his brother plays for illinois yeah and that was the connection in I illinois but one. also the funny thing enough is not even just on quarterbacks i'm hearing like illinois a lot for a lot of these people that have entered the portal which is kind of like awesome like i would love for illinois football to be good yeah exactly so uh some of the other quarterbacks that ended up hitting the portal connor basilak is back in the portal <laughs> again uh Hudson Card ended up hitting the portal. No surprise there with Arch Manning coming in. I think he can be phenomenal any anywhere, and his name linked to Notre Dame also. Yeah. Uh, Drew Pine, this is the reason why Notre Dame might be looking for a quarterback. He well, ends up, Even with him, I think they're looking for a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Haynes King ended up hitting the portal. No surprise there, honestly. Grant Mertz hit the portal. There's uh, a lot of guys that... Not to interrupt. There's a lot of guys here that just seem like, 
Like how much how much of a second chance are we gonna get? We'll get they... to some people that I think that might. You know so, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Austin Reed, the Western Kentucky quarterback, after a very good season there, being second in the nation in passing yards, he's hit the portal. Love to see where he could end up. Uh, Zach Calzada had one meeting with Hugh Freeze and hit the portal. Uh, Donovan Smith, the Texas Tech quarterback, that was kind of surprising, but. I think he can make maybe a jump up, or even if he makes a jump down, I think he could be good somewhere. Uh, I'll save that one. Uh, Mike Wright, the Vandy quarterback, hit the portal. Uh, Jacoby Criswell, the UNC backup quarterback, ended up hitting the portal. I mean, don't blame him. Yeah, you can't really there. Uh, Let's see. Oh, we already kind of talked about it. JT Daniels has entered the portal again for the fourth time. For, for, fourth, This will be his fourth team. Now, the big one, it, for me, in my opinion, just because of how much he experience he has, I know the upside is a little bit scary, but Spencer Sanders entered the portal. Somehow I was eligibility. Yeah, that was the that was the one thing. I'm like, how the fuck does he still have eligibility? Yeah. But I mean, a team that's you know a solid go to quarterback away will fall in love with Spencer Sanders. Yeah, and just hitting up some of the non quarterbacks. Uh, I think I talked about it earlier. Dominic Lovett, the Mizzou quarter, Mizzou wide receiver, has uh, entered the portal. Uh, we had Trey Sanders, the Alabama running back, end up hitting the portal. Uh, Dorian Singer, the Arizona wide receiver, has entered the portal. Justin Flo, a linebacker from Oregon that I still think has a lot of potential. I'm pretty sure he was like the number one or number nine recruit in his class. I think he has the potential to end up somewhere and still be a star. Jason McCollum, one of the best freshmen in the nation, the Indiana linebacker slash edge. He's going to make waves wherever he ends up at i he was committed to ohio state for a little bit ended up flipping to indiana because his dad got the indiana running running backs coaching job so makes sense why he went there uh carson Steele, the ball state running back who is phenomenal one of my favorite people in the mac has hit the porto portal portal god damn uh, Theo Wees, uh, f- former five-star wide receiver from Oklahoma, has hit the portal. Tony Grimes, I was surprised. I thought he was going to make the jump to the pros, the UNC cornerback. And another person that I thought was going to make a jump to the pros, Jaheim Bell, the South Carolina tight end, who I think is an uber athlete wherever he ends up. I'm going to be so excited for him. Wish he was stayed at South Carolina. And like I said, I thought he was going pro, but... Just to name a few people that have ended up in the portal. I will say, and it happens a ton in basketball, I'm assuming it's the same in football, just because they jump in the transfer portal does not mean they're gone. A lot of these guys are going to jump in there and use that for NIL leverage money. They're going to try to get more money in NIL, and that's why they jump in the portal and ultimately go back. I see it all the time happen in basketball. I'm just waiting for the absolute nuke that could hit this transfer portal because I don't really think we're going to have – a quarterback of like Caleb and Quinn in the portal. But you know the one person that would cause a nuke to hit this portal? Drake May. I mean, he says he's coming back. 
Yeah, I mean, he, but, he, 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 I mean, he says all the time, like, I'm can, I am UNC through and through. But when someone drops a big old bag off, money always talks. And so I mean, it, like, in, unless Mac Brown is able to do work in the portal for that defense, like, I just still see it being the same thing. This team's led by Drake May, but they lose games because they can't stop. Got score 50 every week, yeah. Yeah. I mean, with this defense, 50 might not be enough. Yeah, so that's just some of the player moves that we have. Uh, now, heading over to the coaches, just going to rattle, rattle them off whatever ones we want to discuss. We can discuss that. There's one that I'm saving for last. Uh, in a shocking move, Trent Dilfer to UAB. I think this has the potential to be good. Because if, if not a lot of you know, Trent Dilfer is in a lot of Elite 11. He does a lot with recruiting. I know the Tennessee high school team that he coaches is very good, sending a lot of people to Division One schools. So, Yeah, and UAB actually for like a lower level school does spend the money in NIL. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of these, like, it, it's just boom or bust in my opinion. Because you're trying to trying to make waves in like the next conference that you're going to or whatever it should be. And he has somewhat of coaching experience. He's a high school coach, and but like Connor, you alluded to, he's been around these players for a long time too. Yeah, so. it's just gonna be like, how does he do in recruiting? It, and honestly, with like UAB, it's got to be all about development. Yeah, and this is not one to hate on like a Jeff Saturday. Situation. No, I'm not I'm at all. You know what I mean. I'm very excited yeah. to see where this could end up. Uh kind of surprising to me, Jamie Chadwell to Liberty. I thought he could get a bigger one. I thought he could too, but also I think the possibilities at Liberty. Like I understand Coastal is at the top right now, but I don't think Coastal's gonna spend the money to win like Liberty will. Yeah, and that's also going to be another Conference USA school next year, I believe. Yeah, it might be Sunbelt. Don't quote me on that. I can't remember exactly. But, I mean, I think this is a great hire, and I, I really think Liberty's going to start becoming like a springboard program that people come here to use it for another job because obviously if you show you could win at Liberty, you – might have a chance somewhere else. Pew Freeze used it as a springboard. I think Jamie Chadwell has the potential to use this as a springboard. Yes, they will be joining Conference USA. All right, and one that shocked me, I don't know how to feel whatsoever because I kind of root for this team, but Scott Satterfield to Cincy. What? I don't. I really don't know what to think. You gave me, what was it, five guesses? Yes. And I substituted guesses for hints. And, I mean, there was... And I even gave you extra guesses. Yeah, there. this was the last guy in the... Because he's like, ACC, and I like rattled teams, and this was not even one I even had on my mind. Yeah, I mean... I... I don't know. Like, it <laughs> seems like Louisville fans are excited because I know they kind of didn't like him. And I know they already probably have their eyes on their replacement, but I don't know how I fucking feel. Like it's like for Cincinnati, yeah, it's kind of a splash higher. But I mean, from the Satterfield side, this kind of feels like a lateral move, maybe 
downgrade a little bit? Because Louisville is not afraid to spend money in NIL. I mean, there's a reason that you can you can say like, oh, I'm a great recruiter or whatever. There's a reason the number one running back uh, recruit is going to Louisville. Granted, I think that's going to change now. Yeah. But also it, this is a team that's transitioning to the Big 12 and you're following Luke Fickle who took Cincinnati to the playoff. Obviously, I think Cincinnati fans are going to temper their expectations because they know they're making the move from the American to the Big 12, but I don't I really don't know what to think. Yeah, and not to mention they're following Luke Fickle and now they're joining the Big 12. Like expectations if they're going to be high, like there's not going to be a ton of wins here. Uh, next one, Kevin Wilson, the Ohio State offense coordinator, is going to Tulsa. And I, as an Ohio State fan, I, I knew it was a matter of time before he got a head coaching job. I honestly didn't think he was going to be here that long. I know there was a little bit of stink from what happened at Indiana, but also like it. I mean, it was just a matter of time. I can coach. Yeah, he can. Like coach. he had Indiana playing. Fairly, fairly well. And he was a former o- Oklahoma assistant, so kind of knows the Oklahoma area, so definitely going to have a little bit of pool with recruits. I know like, if there was somebody that we were looking at in like that Oklahoma area, we usually set Kevin Wilson on those recruiting visits just because he knows the area so well. So happy for him. Another former Ohio State offensive coordinator, Tim Beck, is going to be taking the Coastal job. I have no idea how this is going to work. I so so like I've had issues with Tim Beck when he was the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. There were times that I thought he held us back a little bit. Ends up leaving Ohio State, takes over the North Carolina uh, offensive coordinator job. Did fairly well there. Sometimes their offense left a little little bit to be desired, but. I think it could be a good hire for Coastal. Gonna be it's gonna be interesting, I guess. It's gonna be kind of similar, I think, to Cincinnati. To like, it's a lower level, obviously, but like you're, you're... following Jamie Chadwell. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, Alex Golish, the Tennessee offensive coordinator. I hope I pronounced his last name right. Uh, is taking the USF job. I still think this USF job can be a very good. Uh, in school because like we've talked about I don't know if we've discussed it on this podcast or on the podcast but as you and I have dis- have talked about because of where you're at in Florida you could get a lot of those like SEC drop downs and especially the ones that are from the Florida area that maybe like not even just went to the SEC, but like went to Syracuse, went to Wisconsin, went to NC State, went to any of those schools, and just want to come back home. Yeah, that'll be a big, big portal team too. Yeah, and I mean he's an offensive coordinator, so I think the offense is gonna be pretty fucking good potentially. Uh next one, GJ Kine, I think I pronounced that right. The Incarnate Word head coach has taken the job at Texas State. No idea how this will go. 
I know he was able to find Cam Ward and turn that off, turn that team. Well, even this year, Ankeny Ward was pretty good in football as well. Exactly. So. so very interested to see if he brings that super spread to Texas State and see how they can do. Have no idea how this was is gonna go. One that just broke right before we got or while we were recording. Uh, Barry Odom, the Arkansas defense coordinator, will be taking the UNLV job. I've always thought that job would be a lot better than it is. No idea if it's going to work. <laughs> yeah, just like like we were just talking about, the Arkansas defense wasn't that successful, yet the D.C. just got hired. Is a little weird for me. but Yeah, some head coaching experience at Mizzou went 25-25 and 25 there. So, I mean, if you're getting a former SEC coach to be your head coach, you know, be, I don't think you can call it a terrible hire. You know no. what I mean? Uh, next one. This one happened a little bit earlier, but some significance in my opinion. Tom Herman is taking the FAU job. Did you end up seeing the pictures of him? No. Is he big? No. Oh my is God. he skinny? I hold on. I gotta find the pictures. Because he had that like in between body where it looked like one bad weekend of eating would be big. Well, thing. yeah, and like I mean, my biggest problem is whenever I think of him. Like, obviously, he was the Ohio State offensive coordinator for our national championship in 2014. But, like, I'll just always remember him mocking, uh, who, what the, Oh, Drew Locke. Yes, Drew Locke in that game. And just the way he, he kind of looked like a stooge a little bit there. I'm trying to find this picture. Uh, da, 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 da. Just because I want the live reaction. Where the fuck is it? Did he do this at the... At the FAU press conference? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I was shocked because I know him looking at least like, like I said, from Texas and everything, how he was supposed to look. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, okay, zoom in. Is this a picture or video? It's a picture. What? <laughs> exactly. What? Dude, he's no. lost a shitload Holy of weight. Holy crap. It, it, doesn't, like a- it doesn't look like him. Like, look. I mean, he looks it like, a, like a Maryland senator. But I mean, that I think it's because the goatee isn't there. And that's what's. I don't on. like it. That's scary. I don't like that. But also, I think it's a good hire. I yeah. think he's got. I think he has potential. And like I, I've heard from other places too. Apparently, you uh, Cincinnati just did not have any interest in Tom Herman because that's he took the FAU job. Yeah. Before this, so I mean, he, I, I mean, I probably would rather have Tom Herman, but yeah. that's just me. Yeah. All right, and in the big hire of probably the off season right now, in my opinion, Deion Sanders is in the Power Five at Colorado. Say something good about Colorado. You nailed this hire. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. No, no, no. I am agreeing with you. Yeah. This could be a great hire or God only I mean, knows. I mean, you can only go up. Yeah, I mean, from what you were. But there is a very good possibility this is like a 3-9 and nine team. I am so fucking hyped for this. So I have I. Com- I have completely flipped on Colorado. I am sorry for... Well, I'm not really sorry because you made me a lot of money fading you all season, but... Wow. And honestly, like, I'm hearing a lot of things that I wanted to hear from a lot of the people that I listen to. They're saying, oh, yeah, Colorado is about to make the changes to their transfer 
uh, whatever. Uh, like requirements. To exactly. Transfer, yeah. They're making changes there to bring kids in. That's what you need with Dion. He had to know that going in because he would not have took the job otherwise. I mean, he already announced that uh, Shadur is the starter. Yeah. He did pick a five, got a five star wide receiver for 2025. Exactly. And Travis Hunter in a live stream said, I'm coming, coach. So, yeah. I. I am trying to hold back my expectations. Cause oh, I'm fucking right. I'm ready to fi- find some Colorado gear. I have a Colorado t-shirt. But if I would, as a betting podcast, as a betting man, I would lean more this goes horribly wrong than go horribly good. That might be me being pessimistic, but I, I, I don't I, see. I Like, the problem <laughs> is, is he was so dominant in the swack with players that were just 10 times better than who they were playing. Like, I need, but in his defense, he went out and got the Kent State head coach to be their offensive coordinator. Which, if you don't know about this Kent State offense, my God, is it fun to watch. Like, the spread on Coke. Literally. I have no, I think that Shadur is going to be able to be very good in this offense. who, Who did he get for D.C. again? Oh, I've heard Mike Zimmer was a name that was Yeah, Mike around. Zimmer was thrown around because I'm pretty sure he was on staff with them. Like, my biggest worry about that is, well, how will Zimmer be as a recruiter? Obviously, if he's just defensive coordinator, I think they have the chance to have a very good defense. That I, th- I guess I should take back what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if Dion is trying to be like, as long as he's just basically being like the recruiter and the energy and the you know, the vibe, then it might. And he surrounds himself with really, really good assistants. But if his assistants aren't great, I don't know. Like, is he really going to beat you with X's and O's? I mean, that's that, that jury's still out because his players on Jackson state were five times better than anybody they were playing. Yeah, exactly. But now in like my opinion with this jump up, like, I don't think like there were obviously were recruits and, transfers that were willing to go Jackson State. I think there's going to be a lot more recruits that are willing to go to Boulder, Colorado than Jackson State. But it's going to be hard. The playing field, it won't be as diluted. Exactly. That is the problem that you... Well, I mean, I was about to say you have to go up against (laughs) USC and UCLA. No, you don't. But now you do have to go up against a Utah team that is going to bully the fuck out... or. Try to bully the fuck out of you. I mean, yeah, if he if he nails these assistant coach hires, this could be a home run. I mean, for Colorado in general, like, it's a home run. Mm-hmm. But, like, will it be translate to one field success? But I think, like, we talked about how much of a boomer bust this is going to be. Mm-hmm. I, do you really think Dion's sticking around at the team just 7-5 and five every year? No. Like, this has to hit to be a home run, or it could be, you know, a three- or four-year thing. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think him just going to a bowl game, going to the macaroni bowl every year, like he's just going to keep hanging around. Yeah, I mean, I am so interested to see how this goes. But I, I mean, I love Dion. I think he he's going to have success. Um, did you listen? Um, have you heard like about? You know how they have like the he's got the cameras everywhere, and mm-hmm. players have to sign waivers off of it. Yeah, that also. So what a lot of people have been saying, I'm not creating this point of view, like that can be enticing to a lot of kids as well. Exactly. Like, like you, I can turn you into a superstar. Like, I mean, there's people out there 
that know about uh goddamn what is it east mississippi community college emcc yeah okay because of this because of the ser- fuck what is the oh my god what is the coach t- prime no the show that was on netflix oh um fuck oh, oh my god Gosh, no way how no are- way we're both not gonna get this Last chance you. Yeah, Last chance you. <laughs> so but bad. obviously, like, that caused some of those players to have a brand. Like, I know Jermaine Johnson wasn't really, like, a centerpiece on that show, but I had already known about him because of that show, and then he obviously goes to Georgia and then transfers to FSU. But people know about that brand, or, I mean, Coach JB is still, like, popular I, I like obviously I know like what happened there, but like he's on McAfee. He's got a Twitter presence because of Last Chance You. You're telling me with Dion fucking Sanders? I don't know. Like I know a lot of the camera crew and stuff though. That was a lot of with what Barstool was doing there. I wonder if Barstool is still going to be part of that while they're at Colorado. I'm going to guess that Colorado is going to want to kind of do it themselves. Uh, I mean, like a, well, a college associating, like as much as like, I enjoy the content Barcelona, but I don't know if a university is going to want to like, I mean, gambling's legal in Colorado. I know, but I don't know if a, a big time university is going to want to hitch their wagon to Barcelona. No, no, I, I completely, I completely understand that. But still at the same time, Dion is going to have a brand. And I just feel like a lot of people are going to latch on. Yeah, well, back to that, though. Also, Dion probably, like, runs the state of Colorado, basically. Yeah. Like, everybody's going to be all over him. He might just be like, you know what? I'm keeping these guys. They're my guys. I know. People have said it. I want to see a video of the first time Dion Sanders gets to see Ralphie. Like, the oh, first man. the first meet between mascot and head coach. I want to see that video so much because I want to see Dion's reaction. <laughs> where is he from? Like, where did he grow up? Do you know? Fuck. I think my I think the Florida. But he's yeah. from the South. Yeah. Florida. I mean, he ain't seen anything like this. No. And from what? Uh, from listening to Unnecessary Roughness, what they said is Dion hates the cold. <laughs> so, so you didn't really go to a hot spot, Dion. But I, I am so excited to see what he can do. Colorado, in my opinion, immediately jumps to top five, top ten team that is going to be the most active in the portal this season. Yeah, they had actually end up being the top one here. Before we get out of here, um, outside of that one, what was probably your favorite other hire? Because obviously this is going to be the one that's going to take the cream of the crop. Um, I don't really know. I think I kind of – if I have to lean one, Jamie Chadwell to Liberty. I think that's great. I wonder if they're going to want him to bring the coastal system with him or what they're going to do. Honestly, maybe a quarterback that wants to follow him. Maybe McCall hits the portal. He's not done. No, he's only a junior. And well, he like, started as a freshman. So yeah, true junior. Yeah, it's one of those things where they just play for three more years. And, you're like, he's and honestly, he's been somebody for the last couple of years that's kind of been linked to the portal. But 
hasn't made the jump, maybe he makes the jump. Yeah, and... I would probably lean that would be like obviously when he if he if and when he does like that's obviously gonna be the top one that everybody's gonna point to. But so next, so Thursday we're going to do our bowl breakdown, playoff preview, and break down the Army Navy game, which mm-hmm. the over under is set at what Connor? Thirty three. It's insanely low. But that record in this game. Is I mean it's over under it's hard to go against it. Yes, and like we said, this is a college basketball podcast too. We we're still wrapping up the rest of the college football season, so basketball will be on the way at some point too. So until Thursday, Connor, we're out. Peace.